Hi, this is Haley Beebe, the Carveline Color Admin. Welcome to the Carveline Tech Service Podcast, the go-to industrial coatings podcast. Here are your hosts, Jack Walker and Paula Janus. All right, Paul, so I got a little bit of bad news, but we have some time, so it's okay. I didn't get to talk to Murdoch to keep things moving around. Um, I talked to his sister, and unfortunately, he's in the padded wall room right now for a little uh, bit. Yeah. So, I mean, that means he's the right guy for us. That's right. I've heard he has that in and out problem a little bit. So, yeah. He's got some friends in high places. So, uh, you know, or good at, you know, getting out of tight situations. So I think he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we have time. Redford's yep. still ignoring us. I haven't heard back from him. I left him a voicemail like a week ago. <laughs> so either he's afraid or is just hoping that we'll go away. Now our lawyer's going to knock on the door with some paperwork or some stuff. Yeah, that's okay, though. That means he's listening and acknowledges us. Yeah, that's true. That's a good problem. So, yeah. So no updates from Murdoch. He's he's taking care of him right now. All right. So before we get going too much further, an interesting thing that I stumbled into the other day. So if you listen to our podcast on any of your home devices or it's out loud, I may trigger your device. I'm, I apologize for that. Alexa plays our podcast now. Oh, really? Yeah. I was doing something. We were in the kitchen talking and I have an Alexa device sitting there and, uh, I said something, or maybe it was a podcast I was listening to, and they said how to activate it. And I just looked over and I go, Alexa, play the Carboline Tech Service podcast. Bam. Started playing it? Yep. You can now get us not only on Spotify, not only on your favorite podcatchers, not only in you know asking Siri or Google to do it, Alexa will now play the Carboline Tech Service podcast for you also. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, all the microphones on my Alexas are technically turned off in my house. <laughs> I won't say Mrs. Walker is the kind of person who puts foil on her head, but uh, yeah, the, the microphones are off. I don't actually believe they're off, I, I but you know that's a whole other story for yeah, the whole yeah, other yeah. day. Yeah, the Ajamas household is, uh, I get to kind of, in some cases, run roughshod over the uh, geek out techie kind of things and I have all the de different devices. I've got, you know, at least one of each one of them because you got to try and play with them. You know, you know so sure. many of them have come out at great price points. I'm like, yeah, let's try one. See what and that one sounds like. you have a problem, like. an addiction yeah, yeah, to a consumer little bit. electronics. Is that a thing? I feel like it is. My wife would probably say it is. She would, And she's got a doctorate, so I feel like she's qualified <laughs> to make that kind of call. That's right. That's right. Yeah, if you yeah. want to talk to him about consumer electronics you can email them at technical service at carboline.com that's right so we keep doing this thing where we keep extending this series and it was funny it's last almost... week we knew this was what we were going to talk about and i still said like well this is the end of the series but it's, it's almost like we don't know how to wrap it up i'm not touching that <laughs> not gonna do it so anyway uh we talked about briefly last week the difference between some applied cost and cost in the bucket uh, when it comes to 100% solids epoxies because, or any of the 100% solids materials. The per gallon price is usually pretty attractive. That's right. But then when you look at it and you start to figure out, well, how far is that gallon going to take me? Yeah, not real far. 
that's where you start to see the difference between applied costs. And this is where it's very important. If you are specifying a coatings product, if you're a project, if you're buying coatings for a coatings project, if you're trying to decide between two coatings and cost weighs heavily on your decision, do not do it by per gallon price. That's right, Jack. You know, this is a, it's a 45 minute presentation we do at Corrosion School on this topic. So we're going to have to, you know, we'll do a summary of it here and know that, you know, we did the online corrosion schools this past, you know, whatever COVID isolation we did. So they are available and you can always sign up for the schools when we do them the next time. But we talk about this through that presentation and the idea of looking at it for how much of what is in that bucket is solid material that's going to be left on the surface when you're done, how much of it is volatile, how much of it's going to flash off. So we're talking about the solids by volume percentage and how heavily that weighs in to how far the paint will go when you're actually applying it to the project. Sure. So one of those things that is part of that presentation, and it's a really good analogy, is which do you think will cost more, a gallon of house paint, a bottle of nail polish, or a inorganic zinc primer. And we look at those things and really when you break it down, it's interesting what ends up being the most expensive per per gallon, per play cost. Right. Right. When I gave this presentation, I gave it for several years, I used the analogy of how long nail polish lasts and how much you pay when you go to a salon and have nail polish applied to your fingernails, what the square footage works out. I worked out the whole thing. And it is a ridiculous factor of something like, I don't know, $2,000 a square foot for having sure. nail polish applied. And you, you know, the bucket, if you were to buy a gallon of fingernail polish, it'd be on the order of $3,000. And so when you give this presentation and there's salesmen involved, you know, right away, eyes light up, boy, that'd be nice to be able to sell it for that. And, but when you look at it, you're buying it seven, nine, $10 for a bottle of fingernail polish. And there's not much. You're looking at like an ounce of fingernail polish. And one of the reasons why it gets such a high applied cost is that it's usually around 15% solids. There's so much solvent in nail polish, but that's because they want that's it right. to flow out and look nice on your fingers and things like that. So, you know, before I ever saw this presentation, I never really thought about it as nail polish is really the most expensive paint you can buy on the face of the planet. Yeah. Even yeah. though you're really only spending, you know, sometimes $10 on a little bitty half ounce thing. Right. I mean, the drugstores sell it like an impulse purchase. Mm hmm. And then when you look at house paint, you're probably, you know, a good acrylic exterior grade is going to be in the 50 to $60 a gallon. And mm -hmm. it's still probably only about 40% solid. Right. And so let's talk about why that's important. So the, the solids are what's left over after you apply it. So if you have a 100% solids product and you apply it at 10 mils, it's going to be 10 mils when it dries. If you have a 50% right. solids product and you apply it at, at 10 mils wet, you're going to have 5 mils wet or five mils dry. And it works all the way up and down that scale. And so a lot of times when you see a, a coating with a really low price, you got to look at the solids because a lot of the times there's so much solvent in there driving the cost of that particular gallon down. Right. And the real thing that we look at when we start talking about it in this range is there's a magic word or magic phrase that's on most industrial product data sheets or, or technical data sheets. 
And it's how they calculate the coverage that you're going to get or the the spreading rate or the distance that a, a gallon of paint is going to cover. And we talk about it. The phrase is mil feet squared per gallon or mil square feet per gallon. And basically what we're looking at with this is if you applied the paint at one mil thick. So we're talking about one one thousandth of an inch. And if you applied it uniformly on a perfectly level surface, how many square feet is a gallon going to cover? And that number is going to be influenced by the amount of solids in it. So if you have a hundred percent solids product, like Jack said, you have the same amount left when it's dry as it was when it's wet. So if you spread a hundred solids out over a smooth surface, it's going to cover 1,604 square feet at one mil thick. And that's kind of the magic number we use to base everything off of. Yeah, that number should be committed to memory if you don't already have it, because it is the magic secret sauce to figure out your coverage. So that's right. You take that 1604 square feet at a mil thick. Now, let's say we have 100% solids. Let's say we want to do 10 mils. Well, that's going to be 160 square feet because you just divide that total by 10. Simple math when you do it by 10, right? Yep. But now let's take it and say that it's 50% solids and we're going up to 10 mils. Well, now you're going to be at about 80 square feet. That's right. And that's really where it comes down to is you just took what you were thinking was going to cover 1,604 square feet. And by adding in two factors of reality, these aren't, you know, extreme cases. We're going to put it on, you know, 10 mils thick, or we're going to do it. And it's a lower solids. All of a sudden now we're down to 80 square feet. Mm -hmm. And that's a common coverage rate for a lot of industrial epoxies. All right, Paul. So let's talk about a fairly new product to Carboline. It's called the Plasite XAR470. And that XAR stands for Extreme Abrasion Resistance. That's right, Jack. This is the first in what Carboline will be bringing into this category of products. And the XAR470 is a ceramic filled coating for those extreme services where you need high abrasion resistance and fantastic chemical resistance. Yeah, it's got a Novolac binder system. So, you know, Novolacs are good for chemical resistance. This is great uh, for slurry pipes, mixing blades, screw conveyors, bulk material handling, uh, sand and chemical mixing, some pump casings, anything that you think of that needs that extra protection from abrasion. And I don't mean little, I mean like this is gonna protect your stuff. Extreme. Yeah, and when you look at it, that's why it's so important. Like let's say you're, you're sitting here, you're trying to decide which product you're gonna use on your project. And you've come down to two and their per gallon price is, is close. You got to look at the solids because the solids is going to indicate to you how far that gallon can go. The higher the solids, the farther it can go. So one of the examples I want to give when we're talking about the different solids levels in the, in the presentation, there's a great example of let's pretend like we're going to sell it for $40 a gallon. Okay. And we have, 100% solids, 75% solids, and 50% solids. When you do those calculations of 1604 square feet times the amount of solids, so in that multiplied by one or 75 or 50, you know, 0.75 or 0.50, and then you divide it by your thickness, let's apply them all at five mils. The difference is each gallon of paint was $40. But when you look at how many square feet you get for the price, the 100% solids at $40 a gallon is going to be 12 and a half cents a square foot. The 50% solids is going to be 25 cents a square foot. So that's a massive jump because of the reduced amount of solids that you have in that bucket. And that's really where this comes into play. 
is the lower the solids, if all the pricing is equal, the lower the solids, the more expensive per square foot your project is going to be. Now, we all know that usually if you have lower solids in the bucket, there's a tendency for solids to affect the price. Sure. It's a much more complicated than that nice little example, but it's hard to talk numbers over the radio. Yeah. I mean, typically if you have lower solids, you're going to have a lower price, but it's still important to run this calculation because you're still going to be surprised by the results. That's right. The other massive effect that we talked about last week was in at the beginning is that thickness because the thicker you have to go, obviously the more paint you're using. So keep in mind, if you're comparing a different couple products, you got to look at the recommended thickness ranges to make sure that you really are apples to apples, oranges to oranges, because you might not be. And that, that's important to keep track of. That's right. And a small difference in thickness has a huge impact in the cost, especially when you're also compounding that with difference in solids levels. The calculations get to be, be pretty complicated. You know, if you want somebody to go over them with you, give a call to tech service. We can walk you through it. We can talk all about it. You know, we don't typically get into actual pricing, but we can work through all these calculations for you. Sure. And just to, you know, kind of go over this and I know it's hard because we're talking, but 1,604 square feet at one mil thick. That's the magic number. If you want to figure out how far it's going to. You, you would then multiply by the solids. So if you would take that 1604 and multiply it by the percent of solids, and that's going to change that number. And then yep. the very next step you do is you divide by the mill thickness. Yep. And then that will give you the full pure picture of square foot per gallon. And most manufacturers put this on their product data sheets. So we have on our product data sheets, we give you both ends of the range because that's another thing. A lot of these products are recommended in ranges. Yeah. Um, so on our product data sheets, there will be a range of the square footage and the thickness. And, and we do that math for you. Most people do. But just remember, those are things you want to look at when you're trying to decide between the two. Just pull out that product data sheet and you will have the coverage per gallon right there. I don't know of a manufacturer that doesn't put that on their data sheet. No, I I did a tremendous amount of research through all the different, a lot of different manufacturers when I was preparing for this, this presentation a few years ago. And everybody that I looked up, they had it in different methods or different ways of talking about it, but all of them had this number. They all had like talked about it as a practical coverage rate or a theoretical coverage rate of 1604. Some of them actually gave you the whole formula, but uh, most of them just said at one mil, here's how many square feet you're going to get in some way, shape or form. The other driving factor that could happen here too, is your surface profile depth. Oh yeah. Your surface profile depth. Why do we abrasively blast things? We want to create more surface area. So if we have a deep profile, you have more surface area area. So that has to be kept in consideration as well. Right. So think of when you do surface prep and you create a three mil anchor profile, what you have done is created a mountain range. I'm sure you've all seen these pictures and it looks like lots of little peaks. And what you're doing is creating more surface because every time you have to go down in the valley and come back up to a peak, that is a longer distance than if you'd have gone straight across the top. You know, technically we're looking at Pythagorean theorem here. Whoa. <laughs> see, but you didn't see that one coming, did you? No, not, no, I didn't. Yeah. So you're looking at a, an increased surface volume so that that way the paint has more area to stick to. 
It has more places to adhere. And when you create that additional profile depth, you're adding distance and you're making a space that is more consumption of paint. Your square footage goes up. Now, we're usually talking about fractions of a thousandth of an inch. So it takes a lot of that to really add up, but it does, especially when your calculations are based on a average two mil anchor profile and it's a repaint and, you know, they were removing the existing coating and working for speed. And now all of a sudden you have a six mil anchor profile instead of a two mil. That's a big jump. And we do have a good conversation about this in episode seven at the front half where we discuss SSPC PA2, the measurement of that surface profile and um, right. coatings uh, with Paul Kennington, the former head of field tech service for Carboline. He's a NACE uh, instructor. It's a really good because one of the things he talks about this, uh, the mountain range as a just a, a, a loss factor for contractors. Right. Because when we talk about applying a wet film thickness or a dry film thickness, we're talking about above those peaks. Yep. So everything that's down in those valleys is just loss. Pretty much, but it is the main reason that the coatings succeed and have very long life cycles. So it is a necessary evil, for lack of the better term. Right, right. Well, that about does it for us. So just remember, don't look at the price per gallon. Look at the solids and the thickness for a true picture of what that coating actually costs. And start with 1604. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week. Maybe Murdoch will be out of his hold. I didn't get the full clearance if it was like a 90 day hold or what. I think we got yeah. time. Yeah, I, do. I think we do. The weather's getting good. It's just hitting summertime here. So, so yeah, yeah, we'll see you next week. And so for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to, to thank, thank you for your support. support. Who put the light?